0: Life, life happens with Pimelo Moutine.
1: Thank you so much for staying with us. You are still on SAFM and this is Life Happens. So what we're going to be doing is to catch up with some industries. We've been doing this uh, throughout for a while now where we touch base with certain industry leaders to see how their industry is doing and today we're going to be looking at the events industry. We know that the events industry has taken a serious knock and we're checking in on people who are leading in this industry and maybe are still leading in some way and what it is that they've had to do to survive the industry and and how you and I can be a part of the solution. So my guest this afternoon, one is Precious Tamaha Mazibugu, who's owner of Precious Celebrations. You may know Precious. And she's going to be talking to us about how she's had to quickly change her entire model. I think you know that she's been doing more uh, weddings and those beautiful, beautiful events. But everything has had to change overnight. So we're going to be having a conversation with her. My other guest is sichaba And um, he is co-founder. Founder of Empower Works, they are in a different type of eventing—the um, kind of events that are more corporate events—and they are the kind of business that thought it would it would make sense for them to go and get funding and uh, some sort of assistance from the Department of Small Business Development as we were told that businesses can apply for assistance there and some relief. So we're going to be taking uh, a little look at how his business is surviving and whether it has, has actually yielded some fruit. Simpure joins me on the line. Simpure, thank you so much for, for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. All right. Okay. So Simpiwe is not there. What I'm going to do now is going to speak to Schaba, who's also uh, a co-founder. So there are two CEOs at, uh, at EmpowerWorks. Schaba has decided to to join us. as Chaba. Musiela. Thank you so much for making the time. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for me I, to have a conversation. I beg with your you. pardon. I was expecting to speak to Simpiwe. So you are here. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Chaba. So how has business been?
2: Business has, has been tough. Uh, let's not uh, kid about it. But at the same time, we've had an opportunity to relook look at um, how we can survive during this period of lockdown and COVID-19. It's all been about survival and making sure that our clients and our customers know that we are still here in case they need uh, us to, to help them out.
1: Let's just give people insights into what your business was really doing. So what was your business model as EmpowerWorks?
2: Yeah, so EmpowerWorks is in the eventing, PR, and communication space. So what we do at EmpowerWorks is we create um, events for ourselves that include empower men, empower entrepreneurs, empower women, empower youth, and then we do have leadership summits. And then we get businesses to sponsor those and have those conversations. On the other hand, manage events on behalf of clients for example, they want to have a big event with speakers. So we are able to manage all that from basically securing the venue, managing the registration process, all the way to making sure that on the day that we deliver. But then, as you can appreciate, with, you know, with the lockdowns, we did not have any events whatsoever, and everything was shut down, including for our clients. So that's how our business model was impacted, because we could not gather, and events could not
1: happen. You know, you said you also do PR and stuff. So what percentage of your business was events?
2: A big part of it, it's pretty much 80% Mm -hmm. is events. But because we are a 360 firm, we are Mm -hmm. able then to wrap around uh, PR, media and communication around those events so that we can then advertise the events on behalf of our Mm -hmm. clients. What we have found is because there were no events that we have had to rely on. On our PR, media and communications competencies uh, to keep the business going. Because as everybody went online, they still needed to communicate, they still needed to run campaigns that can help them to, uh, to, uh, if you look at the hashtag uh, covered 24-7 for SANEC, that is run by EmpowerWorks, which continues to communicate the importance of uh, testing, knowing your visitors, and pretty much in and around HIV and AIDS. So we have found that we had to swing the other way uh, into for, in, into areas where we were supporting the event inside, but they then became uh, the pivotal site that uh, allowed our business to at least... I continue to survive through the
1: lockdown what does that meant internally for your staff complement because some people were more events people than they were pr communications people what does that meant for you in terms of managing that uh, competency
2: yeah it's been very uh, complicated because as you say the competencies that lie on event how quickly could those be translated into online um, what we found is that we leveraged technology to still do what we wanted to do, which when you look at events, you want to educate, you want to entertain, a network. it just meant that we needed to go online. So we had to go out and find strong online partners that could give us uh, online platforms to be able to distribute uh, the information. It meant the people that to go and do events on site uh, couldn't do that and had to do that remotely. So the difference here was for them to know how to use the tool to still book uh, speakers, to still register people who wanted to be part of our digital conversations, whether it was on empowerment or empower youth. Uh, But of course, the suppliers that relied on us to deliver food, to deliver things that are required when you put an event, uh, they found themselves in a very difficult uh, position. So upskilling people into new platforms has been accelerated um, and at the same time the experience itself is something that we have had to appreciate that it's very different when you are online versus when you are um, physically meeting people. And it, even that meant we had to listen to things like the cost of data. We found that thirty to 40 minutes uh, conversation, whenever EmpowerX put together conversation, allowed people to stay engaged. Once it passed 40, people just started uh, getting a little bit uh, out and then people dropped off. So we had to learn to do things like that. How long should an engagement be? That is, you know, when you have a normal event, you can go forever and ever.
1: chaba you said you, you guys went and spoke to the Department of Small Businesses to try and see if you can't get some sort of relief. How's that been going?
2: Look, it's very difficult, especially when the queue is long. Uh, the need is huge. Uh, One of the things from Empowered that we thought was important was to continue to raise our hand because while Empowered has got its own employees to look after, we have suppliers. It's a whole value chain that if we are not able to survive, that also goes down. So the need to keep uh, brands like Empowered that has been in business for 12 to 15 years, 100% black to survive and see us through, Uh, will at least allow... Uh, those people that are reliant on the work that we do, uh, whether it's said it's the suppliers in mm-hmm. the events and the stuff that we do, or our employees, will just minimise the impact uh, that we will have, or especially around jobs which continue to be our priority, and continue to make sure that particularly young mm-hmm. uh, women, that compl- that is a huge part of our staff complement, uh, continue to find employment. So it is a very um, sensitive but serious thing for us to try to also get any relief possible because budgets have been cut by a I
1: mean how long can you hold on to this for though if you don't get any relief?
2: We really don't know but they move to be agile, to be responsive and move on to the digital platforms at least gives us another avenue to try and innovate so that we are not 100% reliant on what happens. Whichever way you look at it, the recovery is going to be painful. So any help as soon as possible uh, will help businesses like ours, as I said, 100% black-owned, that has got credentials and has been saving customers in the last 15 years to survive uh, requirement. And we are aware that we are not the only ones looking for, for help, and that help uh, will be you know limited but we are appealing to say where the possibility to help the businesses. It is still really done so that we can delay some of the painful decisions that uh, we might have to take as a business.
1: How, how many people do you guys employ, Chav?
2: Um At the moment, we have about 25 to 30 people.
1: And then that's also quite um, uncertain at the moment if you don't get this relief.
2: Yes, indeed. And also remember, when you lose people, sometimes you find you lose very good people that your mm. competitors may pick up and they may not necessarily come back, which then affect your ability to uh, to deliver, uh, let's say, post, post-COVID. post yeah. Also for us, it is quite sensitive that we try to keep everybody because they have a role to play. But there are competencies and critical skills that not want to lose, um, but let's appreciate also that opportunities are opening up. As I said, once we moved our business online, we have had to find service providers that can allow us to, to distribute content on multiple uh, platforms. We have had to find suppliers that are able to help us with video curating and do a whole lot of new skills and, and creativity that we did not have. But those skills don't necessarily reside within our current staff complement. That's why I said the more we can retrain and re-teach people new skills, the better we'll be able to hold on to them and and make sure that we do not lose jobs. (laughs) So that funding that I spoke about help us to do that because in the absence of any funding, then it becomes unsustainable. So (laughs) it is a big appeal, not just for us, but all small businesses, particularly black female-owned, then black-owned, to really get the help they need right now.
1: Uh, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. He's a co-founder of Empower Works, and we just focusing on the events industry and how it's been affected by COVID nineteen. Precious Tamaha Mazubugo is owner of Precious Celebrations. You may have seen her as uh, somebody that puts together beautiful weddings and so on. And everything has changed since then. We can't gather. We cannot celebrate. Precious, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Timela. How are you? Well, I'm. Um, we are fine, I suppose. I suppose we are fine. How How are you keeping, and how's how's the business holding up? Sure,
0: uh, we we're just going. Hey, mm. um, I'm I'm trying not to focus on the the hardships and the challenges that we're facing at the moment, um, because for mostly like private celebrations or weddings, we we're probably looking at only level one or even thereafter you be able to say we work again and make a decent living. So, it's it's quite a challenge at the moment. But we're holding up and trying different ways of um, keeping afloat.
1: Just give us a sense year on year how much your business has had to change overnight.
0: Wow, I mean, I can't I can't even believe it's been over what three months. Only, only. And just only about three only. months. Yeah, <laughs> only three months. Only three months. Yeah. And just without going into much detail, um, the weddings we had for 2020 and a little bit early 2021 have all, like that's about 14 that I had with contract signed and everything, moved to um, next year. So um, a lot of people, as much as, you know, they want to continue and have their celebrations and, and be hopeful um, as professionals, we have to caution them and make sure that you know you, you don't pay suppliers um, or you know think you're going to have your wedding later in the year only to postpone again. So, as a professional, the the only right thing to do is is make sure you give give your clients the best advice to make sure they don't lose any money as well.
1: You know, Precious, I'm seeing a lot of um, restaurants, and I suppose those. Um, businesses that have had to come up with different ways of survival, right? Say that they're Mm setting vouchers, for instance, and saying that, you know, if you are going to be coming to our wedding or you are planning to come pay anyway, we will keep it for you and so on. Um, Not all of them survive through though. So what are you advising your clients to do? Do they continue to, to pay and pay forward? Or what are you advising them to do?
0: um you know as as an entrepreneur and a business owner obviously my 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 first suggestion would be you know as small businesses we we rely a lot on those deposits and you know to to keep going so I wouldn't say hold back but if you if you check and make sure that your your contracts that are in place, you've gone through all the details and you know when you're paying that it it will still be you know, taking in consideration whether or not you postpone the wedding to another date. But obviously it's a different story when it's a cancellation. Mm. So I wouldn't say, you know, as a couple um planning a wedding you shouldn't pay your suppliers, but do it with caution and make sure that you are, you know, safe and the same the the supplier will do the same as well to make sure that they're covered and there's no risks in place. Um, that might come after you, you know, once you've made payment. So I would say they must still pay and still continue planning, um, but do it with caution and make sure that they've, they've, you know, gone through all the fine details that, you know, they've signed in the contract.
1: I don't think precious things will ever be the same. And I just wonder how no. you're going to adjust your business model going forward. I, I think we all think we are going to go back to a normal, but I don't think there will ever be a normal that like we've had before COVID-19. So, you know, your your business has always been about gathering, about people and the more the merrier and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now we, to survive, we have to be apart from one another. Uh, Are you going to revisit what it is that you offer completely, or what are you thinking about the future? Um, Obviously, you have to pivot
0: some way Mm. and and make sure you adjust with what the current situation is and how the world is moving forward. But I think, you know, celebrations are still going to be there. I mean even at this time the way I'm carrying on people are still celebrating at home. Mm. And before COVID, I mean, you know, intimate weddings were quite a trend. People reducing numbers to smaller weddings, but it's not the same with traditional weddings. Mm. So I don't think that part would be as difficult. But it's it's more, you know, the what we put in place in terms of, you know, having limited capacity weddings, making sure there's strict, you know, health protocols, you know, that are taken in consideration. But you know celebrating is is about being very close to the people that you love so we can only say it once we do the first one that you know this is the new normal that we want to be celebrating because you know people can't stay as much as they want you can't eat and be merry as, as 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 we did before um so it's it's just a different way of celebrating that we have to um get accustomed to and get you uh, you know people you know realizing that it's, it's the only way forward um yeah. without canceling and not having you know a celebration with the people that you love around you I mean, cuz no one really wants to have a wedding with you know just yeah. the two of them I there's know. only a small percentage yes. of people that do that
1: you you've done amazing things but i'm wondering you know um how that's holding your business together i've seen your beautiful flowers and so on but it, there's no comparison is there to to the big <laughs> functions and so on Or are you having to lay people off? What's happening with the business?
0: I've always had, so one thing I'm grateful for, um, you know, my brand has always been very boutique. Mm. Um, So my, 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 my staff is not like 20 people. So most of the time I I have um, freelancers for, you know, bigger weddings. Mm. So I've always, you know, taken that in consideration for a day, you know, days like this so Mm. that, I don't have too many overheads mm. that um, I'm going to be responsible for. So I, at the moment, what I'm doing with, you know, Blooms by Precious, the flowers, my concert service, it's keeping, you know, the salaries, even if it's not all of it, you know, paid and being able to, to eat and, and move forward. And for me, the worst part is, you know, being running a business for almost 10 years. Mm. Obviously, you're business savvy and you save money, but... I got married last year, so um, COVID is just like came along and you have you had a beautiful wedding, and this year is the year that you were going to start from scratch mm-hmm. and rebuild and save again, but you know you can't do that if you're not working, so it's just one of those things when you you own a small business that it's not a corporate company mm-hmm. where you know if you are employed you know your 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 employer is going to look after you you know right now. As an employer, you have to look after other people Mm. and yourself as
1: well. Mm. Yeah. Listen, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. I really appreciate it. We've got some voice notes, so I'm going to just ask if you can be patient a little bit with us while we take a little bit of a break, and then we'll take those questions for you, Precious, in a moment.
0: Call SAFM right now, now on 0891 104 207.
1: Thank you so much for staying with us. I'm in conversation with uh, Precious. Many of you would know her as Precious the Planner, but it is Precious Tamaha Mazibugo, uh, owner of Precious Celebrations. And we're just looking into the events industry and how much has changed so far and how businesses are keeping up. Precious has been running a business for a while and things change overnight. I think she said herself, you know, it's just over three months and my goodness, the world has really, really changed. Precious, thank you so much for staying with us. Um, we were speaking to Shaba earlier from how it works, and they were saying that they've had to mm-hmm. go and seek uh, some assistance from government. Have you had to do that? Have you thought about that?
0: Um, uh, we've done it with two of the funds that was made available. Nothing um, has come out of oh, think, that.
1: that line is just failing uh, us. Okay, the, sounds much better. Please, just yeah. start again, Precious. We didn't get to hear a thing you were saying. The line was really bad.
0: No problem. Now, I was saying um, we've, we've done, you know, um, applications with Two of the funding um, that was put aside for for the industry, for mm-hmm. the creative um, service uh, industry, mm-hmm. and nothing has come out of it yet. I think it's difficult when you are in the service industry or creative or artist um, to prove that you you've actually lost um, your income and you haven't made any business. Unlike you know well known businesses that it's they can say, you know, we produce so many quantities of products Mm. a month and we haven't sold any. Mm. So it's very difficult, Um, but we remain hopeful.
1: Sure. And so if nothing comes through, how long can you hold on to to your current model for? I'm going to have to change
0: it for sure and adjust with what um, comes my way. So as I said, you know, people are... You know, looking at celebrating at home, even if it's for four. Um, and I think my service offering, um, what what sets me apart is is for you know a different kind of uh, clientele that would require that kind of service. So mm. as much as it's it's now moving to smaller amounts mm. and not as venue, not as big mm. as you know what our normal weddings would be and the kind of you know budget that would be spent. Mm. Um, and normally it wouldn't be about the, the quantity of, of, of mm. events that are put together mm. because with the, the boutique service offering, uh, I made sure that I'm at every wedding, I'm at every event. So we limited you know, the number of, of, of um, clients that we took on. So now it's it's not even about that anymore. Um, to survive the many that come, because mm-hmm. they are small, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to have to rely on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's doing a lot for a minimum amount that... Mm-hmm. We we, we we were not used to. Um, but I think that's the way it's going to have to be for some time.
1: Listen, if nothing else, I have to tell you, your arrangements are absolutely gorgeous. I have to tell you, flowers. Oh, thank you. I love flowers, them. The <laughs> flowers are just... What are those flowers? I've seen a couple, um, and I keep thinking to myself, well, they're not roses. I think you know what I'm talking about. You're using something that looks a bit like... Um, I don't yes, know. Yes, the big one, Yes. The big two. Yes. And
0: so it's it's a kind of chip, but obviously a special touch that I do, and I think Let's, it's also the, it's, the packaging that goes into it. Luxury is my middle name. So oh my it's, goodness! The way it's presented, it's, go- it's gorgeous. It's,
1: it's so, much. can I ask you a really silly question? Are those yeah. are those natural colours? No.
0: Okay.
1: Because I had never seen the color that you have, that pink, that pink just you have looked to be crazy. No, <laughs> yeah. So I think
0: a lot of people want to know what what goes into it. That blue. Um, <laughs> No, I love doing them. So <laughs> everyone
1: requests, you, you can decide what color you'd like, and I'll make it happen. It's gorgeous. It's, listen, I really hope uh, all the best to you and your team. I, I know that you'll come up Thank with something you. amazing as, as much as you've already come up with this, uh, the precious blooms. They're really gorgeous. So uh, I suppose it's, again, you know what, Precious? You've done it before. You've had to change your entire career before. You can do it again.
0: Yeah. He can do it. Yeah, again. no. Um um there's no time for a pity party. Yep. You have to, you know, keep going, keep moving and think of the next thing that, you know, can can keep you afloat mm. and still do what you love. So the the only thing that has come out of this is the danger of having one income stream mm. and relying solely on your passion and what you love. Mm. And you have to realise that sometimes it's actually not about that. You need some kind of safety net to make sure things don't go the way that you mm. were hoping, everyone always says, everyone always gets married, but now
1: in a different yeah. kind of way. In a different kind of way. <laughs> Princess Tamacha Mazubuga, yeah. thank you so much for talking to us, and thank you for being so honest with us about what the situation really looks like on the ground. And and, I, and I'm sure you'll be you'll be around. You'll be around even uh, post COVID. I'm I'll, not going anywhere. No, you're no. going
0: absolutely nowhere. not the option.
1: <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Thank you.